Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. This is Radio Influence. The future is now. You've seen Chef Ryan Duffy on Spike TV's Bar Rescue, NBC's Today Show, and opening bars and restaurants all over the world. Now he's sharing his stories, his friends, and some tips of the trade he's learned along the way. Prepare yourself to get Duffified. This is Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence. Good Friday morning. I'm saying it super loud. Do you know why? Because it's a great fucking week, man. It's a great week in a very cloudy kind of way. It is a great week. Uh, We are episode number 33 of Duffified Live. Um, And I have had one of just the most eye-opening, amazing emotional, uh, peaceful weeks that I've ever had. Uh, let me do this real quick. Uh, my name is Brian Duffy. I'm a chef. Uh, and you guys can, I'm going to give you my stuff right off the bat. Cause this is a super fucking awesome episode. Uh, chef Brian Duffy on Instagram and Twitter, uh, chef Brian Duffy on Facebook, uh, Duffified live on Twitter. Ask Duff, hashtag ask Duff or hashtag Duffified. If you want to get questions out to me or just send me a message, I really don't care. Um, Super crazy fucking week, man. Uh, and I'm cursing a lot because I've got a great guest on who made sure that it was cool for me to to uh, to talk about and be uh, uh, raw. And uh, we're allowed to curse because it's an explicit rated show. So um, quick uh, moment of silence here. Ready? We're going to take a moment of silence. Uh, my father passed away on the 14th of October. Uh, we buried my father on the 21st of October on the 50th anniversary of my parents' wedding uh, marriage. So quick moment of silence here just for that. He was a pretty awesome dude and uh, you know, you, you never really know – you never really know how hard somebody works towards a goal uh, until you dig into their lives uh, when they're not around. And my brothers and I and my sister have been uh, kind of going through all of the finances and all of the craziness of somebody who's passed away. And you know, my my uh, my parents have been together for fifty years. October twenty first. Uh, my parents got married and, uh, you know, they have worked their lives to get to the point of retirement, of, uh, contentment, of, uh, security of all of that. And I'm going to tell every single one of you right now, the number one thing that you can do other than telling everybody around you how much you love them and how much you care about them and how much you appreciate them is if you're in a relationship Uh, share your financial stuff with each other. Not that my parents did not. My parents had an amazing marriage and they both had their responsibilities for what they needed to do. My mother paid these bills. My father paid those bills. I don't even think they had a joint checking account. I think they just took care of it in a responsible partnership the way that it should be. As my father said, it is 75-75 and always do more than you think you should. Go that extra step because guess what? You're taking two lives. You're meshing them together in a very weird way, especially in this day and age with everything that goes on. You're piecing together two lives. Well, now we're going through all my father's stuff. Make sure that you have all of your passwords for every single thing that you have in a financial manner in the same place. If you have a safety deposit box, make sure that your spouse knows that shit and make sure that they have a key with the number tattooed on their goddamn arm. 
Okay. Make sure that everything is in place. Get a living will. Take care of all of that stuff because you know what? In death, we don't want to take care of uh, or research or go through. Um, right now, we feel like forensic accountants kind of pulling all of the information together. And one of the things that I'm so proud of is how well my father took care of our family. Uh, he did it for years. He did it through struggle. He did it through horrible financial times during the 80s. My parents worked their asses off to get to the point that they are right now. And my father took care of my mother. And that is something that I hope that I can do for my children and my future spouse no matter what. So that's what I have to say about that. But that's that kind of cloudy little world that I was talking about this week where, uh, where there, was a, there was a black cloud. But you know what? It wasn't so much a black cloud as wa- as it was more of a grayish white. Uh, my father was a good man and uh, and I respect him for that. And he worked his ass off for his family and that's a huge part of it. So um, the positives that come out of this is one, the relationships that I have with my family and my friends is now a stronger bond because of that. The people that I've spoken to, the people that have been around, the phone calls that I've received, the text messages that I've received, the support and the compassion from from a, 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 from a, a from a dear friend of mine driving down from New Jersey and just letting me know that he was there at the funeral means the world to me. The phone calls, the text messages that I got from every single person uh, was it, it's unspeakable. I, I just I cannot thank each of you enough. Uh, the, the, the bond between my family that has grown tremendously in the last two weeks, I'm not even talking about during the cancer phase and the, and, the, and the rebuilding phase after the cancer was gone. And then when that cancer came back, this last two weeks is, has been just paramount in the, re, in the success of the relationship of my family moving forward. And unfortunately, that came too due to death. And that's a shame. So – Spend that time with your family and realize that it, 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 it's – this is your opportunity right now. Take it right this second and make the phone call. Spend the time. Uh, uh, send the email. But more important than anything, tell them that you love them, that you care for them, you respect them, you appreciate them and and, and let it be known right off the bat because it's so important that you do that. So uh, I then after uh, the funeral – uh, and everything throughout the weekend, Saturday night, went out with friends, went to the, the Oakmont pub in Havertown and like went to the cross bar in Havertown where the Penn State game was playing and everybody was there. Friends from high school, friends from the neighborhood, uh, people that you haven't seen in 20 years. And, and everybody was just, they came up and gave a hug and I'm so sorry to hear about your father. And, and then we uh, uh, and then we all hung out and we all had a great time and we all just chilled and played and laughed and reminisced and discussed. And and uh, it's a shame that death does that, that it brings people together that way, because we can't have that more often. And I and I, I implore you to do that more often. So the funny part is we're all great. We're all awesome. And uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, I, I smoke weed. Um, I'm a fan of it. Uh, I like the. The, uh, the strains, I like the differences. Uh, I don't do drugs. I, I hate even taking aspirin half the time, although those of you who know me know that I love some Mexican ibuprofeno. Uh, I don't know what's in it. There could be sawdust and dog food, but guess what? It gets rid of a hangover on a Saturday morning after a Friday night out. Um, 
But uh, I, I do. I smoke weed every now and then. And Saturday night, I thought, what a perfect opportunity to go and, and smoke a little weed. So I created a little concoction of, uh, of a couple different strains that I know that make people happy and euphoric and put everybody into a perfect place. And, uh, and I made this enormous fatty that we smoked from uh, one side of the street to the other. And, uh, and everybody kind of looked at me and everybody got a little bit high and, and we all laughed. And in fact, uh, about an hour afterwards, somebody walked up to me. He's like, dude, do you have any more of that? And I was like, no, man, like we're good. I made the perfect cocktail right here and everybody's going to be happy with it. And we all laughed and joked around and had a blast. And uh, we walked into this bar of the most pretentious pieces of shit that I've ever come in contact with. Um, I was shocked, to be honest with you, when uh, you walk into a bar where there are four people and the manager is scowling looking at you. Uh, you couldn't get a drink um, from the bartender. I even walked over to the bartender, dropped a $20 bill on the bar and said, hey, man, thanks so much. I know we're pretty loud, but we're really kind of a fun group of people. Um, and, uh, and everybody was just in great spirits for a really weird, horrible kind of day where we had to bury somebody. Um, but, uh, I, I was, I was just shocked. I just couldn't believe it. At one point, my sister who is, is 49, she loves to do a shot and she loves uh, to be the shot uh, promoter, shall we say, to get that going. And she looked at the bartender and was like, Hey, can we get shots? And the guy's like, I'm a mixologist and I am an artistic uh, soul or something to that effect. And I don't create, I don't make shots. Well, there's 20 people in here. And in reality, the 20 people could have paid $20 a shot and nobody would have thought anything of it. It just was that moment, that, that, that opportunity, that, that world of hospitality that that dickhead behind the bar kind of ruined to the point that a friend of mine walked in who wasn't even that drunk. We weren't even that drunk in reality. And nobody was really like super high. Like it's not like we were walking around like crack addicts. Like everybody's laughing and giggling and just having fun and in a super cool spiritual kind of frame of world or frame of mind. And, and one of my buddies walked in and, and he tried to hop into a – he tried to uh, photobomb a picture that was going on. And the manager walked over and she's like, you're flagged. You can't even come in here. And he's like, whoa, what the fuck? Like I just walked in the front door. I haven't even had a drink yet. And he had two beers across the street, okay, two beers across the street. This guy is 6'3", probably, I don't know, 180, 200 pounds, had two beers, maybe three the whole night, okay, walks into our world, which we were probably a little bit more banged up than he was. And she cut him off immediately. And I walked over and said, hey, thank you so much. Like I know it's kind of weird. We just like totally walked into your bar and drove it crazy, but – what I want to let you know is like we're kind of celebrating my father's passing and we're all out. It's a really weird spirit and we're in a weird world. And in reality, he's not nearly as drunk as the rest of us are. And she was just kind of bitchy. And I, and I handed her my card and I said, if there's anything that I can ever do for you, I'm a chef, whatever it is, please let me know. And she kind of scowled at me and, and that was it. So, so they lost all 20 of us and we walked up to the Oakmont National Pub uh, on the corner of Eagle and Darby Road in Havertown. My buddy Brendan Goggin owns the bar and uh, uh, Preston was behind the bar and he's bartending and we just had a fucking great time. And we laughed and we giggled and we drank beers. I drank my Budweiser and I talked to my friends and – it was just an awesome end to the night and Brendan Goggin and Jeff Preston and the entire Oakmont National Pub, I want to thank you for closing out what could have been a horrible day uh, and you finished it strong for us because 
you guys were just on fire and I really appreciate that. And then, Hey, we drunkenly walked across the street to, uh, to the, to Wawa and everybody got hoagies and meatballs. And, uh, then we hopped in an Uber and everybody went home and it was just a pure, a pure great night. Um, and I appreciate that. So next morning we all wake up, boom, boom, boom. We go do our stuff. We have a little family dinner. Everybody has an awesome time. I then have to hop in a car and drive my 21-year-old cousin to Pittsburgh because I'm going out for the Pennsylvania Restaurant Expo that I'm emceeing. Uh, and I left at like 10 o'clock at night. And my cousin is super cool. Uh, she's, again, 21. She lives in like a shitty neighborhood of Pittsburgh because she's a college student. And she's a super cool cat. And I appreciate you hopping in the car with me. And I'm glad that we were able to spend that time together uh, because guess what? I'm 46 and you're 21. We never really had opportunities like that. So, uh, hey, I'm not even going to throw your name out there because there's no need. But um, MK, you know that I'm uh, I'm super proud of you. And, and, and my father was always very proud of you as well. So thanks for spending that time. Um, got to get into uh, Pittsburgh, and, which I love. I'm having more damn fun in Pittsburgh this year uh, than, than really anywhere else. I'm just – I'm having a blast. Uh, we're out there and uh, I, I went out to dinner. My buddy Chad hopped into uh, town on uh, Monday night. Uh, we got to go out and have a couple pops. Went into Taco, T-A-K-O, which is on uh, on the corner of 6th and Penn and uh, sat down and had two awesome bartenders, both from Philly. Jackie, thank you so much. Um, and and I, I was able to share something with her. Everybody do me a favor and go to KFC on Twitter. OK, go to Twitter and just look up KFC. OK, I'm not like, you know, Mr. Big whatever. Hold on. KFC Twitter. OK. And tell me if you can notice one super special thing about KFC and Twitter. And, and I'll tell you what it is. Look at the following, who they follow. Don't look at, at how many followers they have, which is 1.24 million. Look at the people that they're following. OK, a lot of companies get out there and they follow a whole bunch of different people. You know, they have five, six, seven thousand followers, unless you're like a dickhead and you follow two. like follow your fans back is kind of my world. KFC crushed it. They crushed this. OK, they own Twitter at this point just with who they follow. Go there. Tweet me, talk to me, text me, love me, however you want. Tell me thank you. But look at that because it is brilliance in marketing at that one thing right there. OK. Cool. Next, I go out to these great little restaurants, and Pittsburgh's a great little restaurant scene. Um, I know everybody's pissed off about the Anthony Bourdain thing, and I'll be honest, I haven't even seen the episode, so I'm not going to talk about it just yet. I'm going to wait until I watch it because I like Pittsburgh. I love Pennsylvania. I love Philadelphia. I find it fucking weird that you guys put French fries on sandwiches that have no flavor, uh, and you market them as 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 a Pittsburgh world because that's not what it is. There's an amazing food scene that's going on in Pittsburgh right now. Uh, you know, I mean, Meat and Potatoes was one of my favorite restaurants for a long time. Taco, you guys just crushed it. Second time in there, third time in there actually this trip um, in the last like three weeks. So. Uh, then ended up going over to uh, uh, Butcher and the Rye, ended up at Pork and Beans, ended up at Red Beards, ended up at a bunch of different little spots. Then I had to work my ass off Monday or Monday and Tuesday. Tuesday night, I ended up going out with some friends and some new friends. Um, my friend April, uh, who lives in Pittsburgh, who I went to Deanoyas with you know, two weeks before, totally hooked me up and my buddy and got us uh, tickets to the Pens game. So first ever time going to see the Pittsburgh Penguins play. Uh, you know, they're, they're five-time uh, Stanley Cup winners. 
Um, and there's always a great rival between P- Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. So it was cool to get in there and watch those guys win in an overtime. Got to see two good buddies of mine. You know, got to see two really good buddies of mine that will, well, let me rephrase that one buddy of mine uh, who I shot a bunch of pilots with and all that stuff or shot a pilot with. And uh, he's an amazing mixologist. And, and it's not even so much about the mixology as it is his history, the knowledge that he has. Um, so, you know, any of you guys who are out there uh, that get a chance, I want you to do me a favor. I'm going to pull up his Instagram real quick. And I'm just going to talk about it because uh, he's a super cool guy and he's a very talented individual. Um, the the next thing that uh, that I want to kind of talk about is uh, my, a, a new guy that I met up there, um, and uh, he's he's about to open a bar that is called uh, called Mister Rogers. Um, hold on, I got to get this. So Danny Ronan is my buddy. Uh, if you get a chance. Um, Check him out. Uh, it's it's D Ronin on Instagram. There's a great picture right there that he's got of Johnny Cash, that classic picture of him giving the finger, and his uncle, his 82-year-old uncle, who's kind of doing that without even knowing that that's what he was doing. So check him out, Danny Ronin. It's D Ronin on Instagram. Um, check out my new buddy, uh, Mr. Spencer Warren. Uh, Spencer does a whole bunch of bars out there. He's got a, uh, his, his website is pop up, uh, Embury, E-M-B-U-R-Y.com. Um, he is, uh, he owns a bunch of cool little bars and stuff. He's a great mixologist. His knowledge of, of booze is, is just really, really amazing. You can check him out at M Spencer Warren on Instagram. Not sure about Twitter or the other stuff, but check him out as well. Got to sit in, uh, in the bowels of, uh, of a, of a, of a restaurant that's being built right now. Uh, we sat down. We got to sample a whole bunch of stuff. We got to sample uh, some new brandies, and uh, then we kind of finished the night off with a little bit of Pappy Van Winkle. Uh, it was my first run with it. Um, I loved it. I, I was super thankful and grateful uh, that uh, that Spencer was able to share that with me and with Chad, um, despite how exhausted we all were. Um, that was super cool, and I really enjoyed that. So, um, and, and then I had, you know, and then I, I got back to my room about midnight, one o'clock in the morning, and chilled out for a little bit, and woke up the next morning and got some calls done and that had a great five-hour drive back east um driving 76 east all the way out of pittsburgh it's a stunning drive um it sucks because it's just a straight run the whole way through but it was a beautiful drive all the way back i got a lot of good phone calls in and got to talk to some good people and kind of close up uh some of the stuff after the last week every now and then i just i get a shit ton of work done in my car when i'm on a drive so you know flying you never get to do that i work on a plane but i've actually had some facetime with some friends literally facetime because i facetime people um but uh yeah it was really good to do so so i have a guest uh who's coming on this week uh who i adore i I really do uh i I have I, i met uh her and her husband um about three years ago down in Tampa, Florida. And there are people that you meet that you just kind of have – you you have a feeling about. You have you have uh, kismet. You have karma. You have uh, – I, I, I don't know what word I'm looking for. You just you just kind of feel it. You know, Good people attract good people. And uh, I met these guys at the Bacon Festival amongst a group of other people, uh, my buddy Jesse Cage and his wife and um, you know my, my, my buddies from Radio Influence with Jerry and Jason – this whole weekend, I made some lifelong friends. Uh, and one of those friends I've spoken to one time. We've met one time. Uh, we communicate on on Instagram. Um, I have loved watching her grow her brand. I've loved watching her and her husband's relationship. I love watching her and her kids. I love the stuff that she does. And we are uh, 
pretty lucky to have uh, my new friend on um, who I hope you guys can check it out. Um, her name is Amy Polinsky, and she's the owner of uh, Basil Rose Boutique, which is up in Connecticut. Um, she is a tattooed mom. Um, she's got three kids, uh, nine, seven, and three, um, who if you're on Instagram and, and you're lucky enough to kind of follow through with that stuff, you can you can check them out and, and see a lot of the cool stuff that she does. So um, Amy is a, uh, uh, a pretty cool chick, tattooed, like I said, um, uh, not, not the norm um, when it comes to living in this part of Connecticut or this part of the world. Uh, I'm sure that some, there's some people who look at her and look at her husband who's got neck tats and knuckle tats and um, you know, both of them are very successful and both of them have just a, a wonderful relationship. I, I, I really am very proud of them. I guess that's a question um, uh, because it's a, it's, 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 a, it's a cool world. You know, the first time that I met them and, 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 and I just felt that the connection between them was just super cool. And then to hear their story, which you guys are going to hear in a minute, is super cool. I'm not here to blow up, Amy. I'm not here to blow up, Matt. That's not what I'm doing about this. I'm not a kiss-ass kind of guy. I just call it like I see it. And when I meet somebody who is somebody that is cool, who's an influencer, who's a connector, and who just has a really good vibe about them, then I want the world to know about them. And that's what you're about to see. So everybody do me a favor. Um, turn it up, get the kids out of the car, get them out of the room where you're listening to this podcast. Cause y'all know my love and my feeling for the big E that happens in front of this podcast. Um, but put your hands together and check out, uh, my friend, my friend right here. All right. Amy Polinsky, check her out. Everybody. This is Amy Polinsky. We are, uh, we are on the phone. Uh, we have, uh, I have spent a tremendous amount of time in Pittsburgh. This month, yeah, which is why it's so ironic that you and I are on the phone right now because you are from Pittsburgh. I am, and very proud of it. I would be as well. I really like that place. <laughs> yeah, I love it too. It's my favorite place on earth. All right. So before we get into all the the cool stuff that we're going to start talking about real quick, how okay. can we find you in your and the the social media world? Okay. Well, you can find me on Instagram under Basil Rose Boutique. Um, that's the store that I own here in Newtown, Connecticut. You can also find me on Facebook at Basil Rose Boutique. I'm on Twitter at BRB Newtown. And then I also have a website that is www.basilroseboutique.com. Very nice. You got, you're, you're all over the place though. It's not just Basil Rose uh, Boutique. No, I also have I also have um, a fitness background, so I have my own little fitness uh, Instagram too, where I try to be, you know, motivational and basic girl shit. <laughs> so uh, I have that too, which is Stay Down Inc. But that's more of just like my personal um, Instagram, where I just post videos and pictures of myself, and you know, try to act all cool and stuff. So and and the kids. Oh, of course, the kids too. Yeah, <laughs> I went from I went from like trying to hide them and not show them at all because of my husband. But uh, you know, it's kind of hard to do that when you're proud of your kids. So yeah, I, I had a lot. I've I've gotten a lot of uh, critique, shall we say? We we'll use that as a very nice word about the amount yeah. of pictures that I post of my girls. Um, oh yeah. For, for years there, I had I had two hashtags that I did. One was uh, uh, chasing the ginger. 
because okay. <laughs> my daughter's a redhead. And, and I took right. this crazy picture of both of my girls standing in the middle of 9th Street, the Italian market in Philadelphia. And it was this beautiful okay. – I mean it was probably one of the greatest pictures I've ever taken. And my, my daughter has both hands covering her face. Okay. And so I created this hashtag called chasing the ginger. And the other one is for Fiona, which is called Fiona smiles. But, uh, I would walk through the airport and people would be like, dude, you're going to get a picture of her someday. You'll get a picture. (laughs) Like people started to do it. And then it got to a point that her and I were sitting down and I finally just said, look, like you're a beautiful, beautiful girl. There's no need to hide your face anymore. And all that stuff. Right. And that was it. Now I've got this ginger kid all over my stuff and my, and my, and my, oh my God. as well. So, yeah, but I so, love it. I absolutely love it. Well, and that's one of the, th- one of the things that I, I, I kind of wanted to talk to you about it. And as we discussed, so, so prior to this, Amy and I had a conversation last night, just kind of talking about why I wanted to have her, you on the show. And because you are one, you're not your typical Connecticut mom. No, definitely not. <laughs> I mean, let, let's just let's be real. You and I had met in Tampa, Florida, at a bacon festival. We did. We let the meat bring us together. The meat and brought was, us together. And it, that was the day that you could probably cook bacon on the sidewalk. Yes. Don't you remember? I was sweating profusely, oh, and I think I think Lola, my youngest, was like two months old, so I was holding her the entire time, and I was just like dripping with sweat, and it was awful. <laughs> it was like 110 degrees. We're in the middle of a, of a campground, and I've got jeans and a black yes. jacket on, and I'm getting yes. ready to cook yes. bacon. Well, I always wear black, so I'm pretty sure I was probably in all black as well. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we, yeah, we were all standing behind the stage underneath of the uh, that like awning thing back there. Yeah, because my husband and Jesse Cage did the bacon eating contest. Don't you remember? <laughs> oh, my God. That's right. They were up on stage. Yeah, they were eating all the bacon, like every bit of bacon that they could possibly consume. So it was I, I love, fun. I like Jesse. Jesse's a good dude. Oh, uh, Jesse's my dude. Like, he is one of my favorite people in this entire universe. He Besides has, you, of course. But. Well, but of course. <laughs> but you've hung out yeah. with him more than me. We hung out at a bacon festival and have become friends through the last couple of years. But you've well, yeah. actually yeah. spent a lot of time with him when you guys lived down in Tampa. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, like I, we were in his wedding. So um, oh. they're, they're probably two of our closest friends, he and his wife, Crystal. So they're, they're just good people. You know, they radiate good energy and they're just amazing people. So do. Well, and he did. He I shot a pilot with him. In Tampa. Oh, OK. Which okay. was a, a TV show that he was doing with a girl named Mika. Does that make sense? Oh, Micah. 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 Yeah. Yes, Micah. Micah. Okay, so Micah, this all comes full circle. Micah yeah. is also part of the wrestling industry. Um, her brothers are both wrestlers. Her father was a wrestler. Her uncle was a wrestler. So she is one of the rotundas. Yes. I had no idea that – first off, I had no idea that Tampa and Orlando were this this mecca – of professional wrestling. Yes, it definitely is. Well, because you figure like back before the performance center became about in Orlando, they had FCW, which was in Tampa. So that's why we ended up in Tampa because when my husband got signed, he had to do the developmental program in Tampa. So that's how we ended up down there. Got it. Okay. All right. Yeah. I had, I, I, I never, I was never a wrestling guy until, uh, Until probably, you met all of us. <laughs> well, you know what? Honestly, I, I mean, I might have liked it a little bit here and there, but yeah, because then I, I met you guys, and then I ended up meeting uh, Dean or Mojo up in Connecticut. Okay. Where we all did an appearance together. Like, I mean, I, it was Gronk and Mojo, and then me. This, I have a picture okay. of 
of Gronk, Mojo, and me. And I swear to God, I'm like I'm like four feet tall. <laughs> I, I will, I will um, welcome that to picture. my world. Five foot oh, two, baby. <laughs> you're five two. I am. Yeah. You never know it because I have a huge personality, so everyone assumes I'm much taller. (laughs) I had no idea, and I'm very humble too. (laughs) So, so what? So, what brought you guys then from 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 the world of wrestling and and that whole nine yards down in in Tampa up into Connecticut when you're from Pittsburgh? So we so we moved obviously from Pittsburgh. So funny story when. My husband got signed with WWE. I was a school teacher, which everyone is shocked to find out. So I have my master's in education. I was teaching school. I owned a house in Pittsburgh that Matt moved into when we met with me. And um, so when he, when they offered him this contract, he was like, Aim, how do you just quit a job where you're making good money, you have great benefits, you own a house? And I was like, we're just going to do it. We got to chance it. Like we, I, I, I put everything into this. I believed in him. So we, we actually rented the house out for four years, which were the longest four years of my entire life. But um, I quit my job, moved to Florida. Um, you know, we did our thing down there and then we were there for five years. And then, you know, some things happened with Matt. Um, he had some injuries and so he had to go over into commentating. So when he found out he was going to be a commentator, they were having him fly to Connecticut every week. So he was gone. He was like gone constantly, even more right. so than he is now, I think. And so basically I came up here one time with him, um, just to like, you know, see what he does at the studio. And I was talking to his boss and I was like, listen, I hate Florida. I need to get out of there. What can we do to get ourselves up here to Connecticut? I love it here. And he was like, well, it's, it would actually be better for all of us. If you guys lived up here, he's like, let me see what I can do. And so basically I was talking to his bosses back and forth and I was like, make this happen. We have to move. (laughs) Now was all of this happening behind Matt's back or was this like, Well, I mean, Matt, Matt knew that I wasn't happy. I'm a Northeastern girl. Like I need mountains. I need trees. I need to be outside. I need to not sweat my ass off. So, um, basically, yeah, I just like, I have a really great relationship with pretty much everybody in WWE. (laughs) So I would talk to a lot of his friends and bosses that work for WWE. And I'm just like, you got to get us out of here. So, um, get me out of yeah, hell. So they just, yeah. <laughs> and Matt did not want to move, but he also knew that it would mean he would come home at night, you know, a lot more often. So, sure. so it just happened really quickly. Like within two months, <laughs> I get shit done. Let me tell you, um, within two months, basically they were like, okay, you're moving to Connecticut. So we moved up here. And then within a month of us moving here, they put him on TV. So now he's gone again. Um, but it's okay because I'm happy here and I absolutely love it. So yeah. When you can that's, tell that's basically it. And yeah. Yeah. It's amazing here. So I, I mean, your posts, everything. And then the fact that you, you put roots, not just in a house, but in, in a business as well. Yes. I mean, that's a, yes. that's a big thing. And so where did that, well, let, I, I want to go back to Pittsburgh. I want to go back to Pittsburgh. Okay. Just cause, okay. cause I've had so much, I've been there for the, I've been there for the last month twice. So I was out there okay. the first week of, of October and then I just flew. I just drove back, which is the drive from hell. And, and, yes. Well, I mean, we both did it with, like, we both did it this past weekend, the six geez. and a half hours. So, yeah, it's, I mean, well, yours is six and a half. Mine's only about four and a half, but I'm, I drive like a maniac. 
I'm but like, you also have to realize I'm doing the drive by myself with three yeah. children, and most of the time I have the two dogs with me too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, and I always said I, I'm an Outer Banks guy, so we we vacation in the Outer Banks. One because there's nobody down there. I don't know if you guys ever get down there or not, but it's beautiful no, because no. there's nobody around. There's yeah. nobody around, yeah. and it's not the Jersey Shore where you're packed on top of each other. Yeah, it's, I can't do that. I don't. There's do that. space. <laughs> and, and, and you ready? I rent a six bedroom house for seventeen hundred dollars, and it's on the water. Oh my god! Are and you it's kidding? nothing, Amy. I swear to God. And 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 for some reason, I don't know if it's the fact that the kids are in the car for that amount of time or whatever. But when we get down there, there's hardly any cell phones. There's rarely an iPad. There's rarely a TV yeah. on because the kids jump off the back deck into the water. And then, oh my gosh, and, and, and I mean, heaven. and my girls are 16 and 13. My niece and nephew who go with us as well are uh, 15 and 13, 15 and 12. By the way, talk about wrestling. My nephew is is 12 years old and he's five foot 11, wears a size 12 shoe. Oh my God. The kid is Oh massive. my God. <laughs> Hit five you home get that runs. Guy. You got to get him yeah. trained. <laughs> five home runs at the Cal Ripken Stadium in Maryland this summer. It was a tournament record. The kid has to bring a birth certificate with him to prove his age every time he plays. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you got to get some meat on him. Have him eating some peanut butter and get him in the ring. Kid, the kid does All the kid does is eat. That's all he does all day yeah? long. He eats and, and works out outside every now and then. But he that's all he oh does. Oh, my gosh. Um, that's crazy. So, okay. So, Pittsburgh. So huge yes. fan. Uh, the way that I knew Pittsburgh was growing up driving through my mother's from Euclid, Ohio. So we have to kind of drive through that Pittsburgh world. Yes. Um, okay. And I remember it as being like a very depressed, poor, uh, poor part of Pennsylvania. That's the way that it was. And well, now it was. Yes. it's this boom. I was up there four years ago, maybe five for New Year's okay. Eve. My girlfriend and I drove out there. Okay. She love is playing in the middle of the street Oh my and gosh. there's fireworks <laughs> that are going off on the corner of a building on sixth and Penn. Yep. And yep. there's a parade that's in front of me. And I looked at my girlfriend. I'm like, you, you're fucking kidding me. Like, this is the greatest <laughs> night of my life. It's such an amazing. And it's the thing is, is Pittsburgh. Anytime you go to Pittsburgh, there's something like that going on. It's just such a proud city and there's so much culture there and it's like, I almost don't want to tell people about it because I want it to stay how it is. And I don't want like all these, you know, people who know nothing about Pittsburgh to move in <laughs> because it's just such an amazing place. And I, yeah, I just, I, I, I can't even imagine like not growing up there. So now what section of Pittsburgh did you grow up in? Well, I actually, <laughs> I grew up about an hour and a half outside of Pittsburgh. I grew up on a farm, a, a, a huge farm. My dad had like 900 acres growing up. Oh my God. Um, so we would actually take like vacations into the city because, you know, we were farmers and, <laughs> rednecks. and so go to the city. We, my parents were like, we hate the city. So we, you know, I would always be like, well, I have to get my school clothes in the city. Cause I've always been like a fashionista. And, uh, so I would make them drive me to like the best mall in all of Pennsylvania. And we'd go to Ross park mall. And, uh, that was like our once a year trip to Pittsburgh to get Amy, her cool clothes so that I could yeah. see it out in school. <laughs> you know what though? It was such, such an easier <laughs> I mean, we all say this, and I know I'm dating myself. I'm 46 years old, but it's it was so much easier than like you went shopping once a year. You went shopping yeah. for back to school clothes and shoes. Yes. 
And, and then you was, got Christmas clothes. And, and then he, <laughs> right. Yeah. And you got Christmas clothes and like, you know, your aunt would send you like underwear or something. My grandmother would give me, my grandmother was the best gift giver ever because she would show up with these huge packages. But yeah, that was the big thing. Like you got clothes and all the other shit. Now it's like a competition. Oh yeah. It definitely, trust me, I'm in, I'm in the fashion business. So I, yes. I, I totally get that. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right. So it you guys crazy. take the trips into the city and then, and then you, you, first off, what kind of farm did you guys have? Um, so my dad grows, now he grows corn, winter wheat and soybeans. Okay. Um, but he basically like rents his fields out now. So at the time, like, I mean, when I was growing up, when I was like little, little, we had everything. We had horses, we had cows, we had roosters, we had a lamb. I mean, you name it, we had it. Um, and then, and then like, it, it's really confusing. My dad's kind of a lunatic. So he had this farm <laughs> and then decided there was only like 15 kids in my class at the time. In, the, in my entire class. So right. my dad was like, we're going to buy a house in, in town also so that you guys can be in a better school with more kids in your class. So he kept the farm <laughs> and then bought a house in town, which I kind of grew up in more so like during my middle school, high school years. And then so I had town, like a hundred and in, in town, town meaning like, or, or no, the town like, you grew up in. It's a town I grew up in. Okay. It okay. was like, it's really confusing, but it's it was okay. basically, I'm, I'm I went from on. having like, Okay, so I basically went from having like 15 kids in my class, and this was in Cook's Forest in, in Marionville, Cook's okay. Forest, to moving to a town called Grove City, a super like conservative religious town. Oh my um, God, I know Grove I, City. You know Grove City, yeah. I know, it's, we it's funny that. because, well, we, we look at, you know, the Grove City College, like boys are not allowed in girls' dorm rooms. You right. can't walk on the grass. If you get pregnant and, not, and you're not married, you get kicked out of school. Like it's all this craziness. Yeah. So, anyways, so we moved into town, I'm saying with like quote, quotation, air quotes. Um, and then I had like 150 kids in my graduating class. So to my parents, that was like a big deal. Like, oh, you have more opportunities this way. You can play sports and get scholarships. And it was all about, you know, sports scholarships and education. So Did you go um, to Grove City? I went to Grove City High School. Yes, that's right, where I ended up growing. Down near, yeah. it's, it's below Slippery Rock. It's right below Slippery Rock. Yes. Okay, cool. I'm catching so, on. I'm- yes. So my family now, like my mom, my parents are separated, but my mom lives in Grove City. And my dad lives on a farm about 45 minutes outside of Grove City. So okay. if that makes sense. Yeah. No, and then when Matt and I, when Matt and I met, I owned a house. So I, so long story, you're learning about my entire life. I was a so is everybody else. So we're good. We're good. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> this is just great. Social security number two hundred one. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> if you want to steal my identity, <laughs> um, I have hazel green eyes. No. Um, <laughs> so when I graduated high school, I taught school for uh, I taught elementary school for a year because that's what I went to college for. Okay. Well, then I decided that just wasn't for me. So I was like modeling at the time and I became a spokesmodel and was traveling the country. I was basically gone like nine months out of the year. So I, I had a ton of money. I was single. I was like 22 years old. So I bought a house in Pittsburgh, like okay. in the city. Okay. So I bought this house in Pittsburgh and then that's when Matt and I met. And then he moved in the house with me, like within like two me- two weeks of meeting. Oh, I'm not a hussy or anything, but you know, no, no, no. But- um, if yeah. you guys, if you guys were like hooking up for like a week, it'd be a different story, but it was two. You guys have really gotten to know each other. It was nice. Oh yeah. We totally got to know each other. By that <laughs> point we had said we loved each other. We had, right. yeah, he moved in. I mean, yeah. I mean, he probably also saw like, oh, here's this old, cause I was, 
I was like 23 years old. I owned a house. He was, I don't even know how old he was. He was super young, but, um, (laughs) but yeah, so he moved in and, uh, we lived there and then, you know, all else, then it started going downhill from there. (laughs) As a guy, (laughs) as a guy, I mean, I'm so as a guy, I'm thinking, okay, so I just totally met this super hot chick. She lives, by the way, can I just tell you how funny your picture was with the quote, with what you posted underneath of that for the illustrator? Oh my God. Don't you dare even say what I posted. I won't. I won't. I will not. That was, it was just, it was just, it was, it was one of the reasons why I like you and I'll say it that way. Okay. It was one of the reasons why, because you're super humble and that's it. Oh my God. I'm so humble. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm super hot. I own my own house. I got this super hot guy. Who's a wrestler getting ready to shack up with me. Super humble. It's awesome. Um, Oh yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) So, so as a guy, I mean, here's me like, and I can look, I'm going to put myself in Matt's shoes for a second here, but, but super hot chick model owns her own house, has a great job got a whole bunch of cash and he's like, I'm totally going to hook up with this chick. Next thing you know, you guys are like in love, getting married, living in Florida. It's a dream. Yes. All you needed. Yeah. A dream. Like, it's a dream. And then next thing you know, there's like three little kids popping out and yeah, you got yourself a, a full blown all American dream, except for we're not very all American. Not at all people, but <laughs> that's what, so, so now modeling at this point was this pre tattoos for you. Modeling was pre-tattoos. I'm pretty sure. So when I did the spokes modeling gig, I worked for BMW and Bentley. Um, and I'm pretty sure they would not have had me model for them if I had tattoos. I probably would have been put on like Mini Cooper or something, um, <laughs> Volkswagen, something a little funkier. But sure. yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I did a lot of like I did a lot of print ads. I did. I was in movies and music videos and all that kind of crazy stuff. And awesome. now I look back and I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> so how did you how did you go? I mean, how does how does Pittsburgh farm girl end up Bentley BMW movies spokesperson spokesmodel? How, how does that were, were was was some dude like walking down the street in Pittsburgh and just grabbed you? I mean, where were you getting into all of no, this? No, I actually was in Florida. Okay, so I did my undergrad. So I had a softball scholarship out of high school um, to a school in Pennsylvania. I was there for a year, and then like a dumbass, I followed an ex boyfriend to Florida because he was moving. So I gave up my softball scholarship. So I moved to Fort Lauderdale and when I was in Fort Lauderdale, basically, yeah, somebody came up to me and was like, Oh my God, you know, you should really think about modeling. Here's my business card. And the company that I started out with was called Lips. It wasn't, no. Check it, (laughs) just check the whole scope of things. He's like, here, here, come back here with me in this room. (laughs) Quick, watch me shower and I'm going to give you a job. (laughs) What the fuck is that about? What is I all don't that? know. The guy, he's such a douche. Yeah. Well, did you hear that some woman just, and I'm completely interrupting you, by the way, this is the whole podcast no, should okay. not fine. be called Duffified Live. It should be called, I'm going to interrupt you with my ADD brain. Um, it's, fine. it's fine. Did you hear that George W. Bush, some woman said that he, she, he sexually harassed her four years ago in a picture? What? No, so, I didn't so hear we, that. Apparently, because he's in a wheelchair, he's been in a wheelchair for the last couple of years. There was a yeah, picture yeah. taken with him and his wife at at the okay. premiere of something. And because he's in a wheelchair, he ha- and he puts his arm around to the person who's next to him, and he always makes a joke about the fact that his hand is kind of on her or his ass. 
Well, well, of course, he's in a freaking wheelchair. He's in a wheelchair, exactly. <laughs> Which, by the way, he looks really bad. He's got huge swollen ankles. I feel bad for the guy. But uh, Well, I'm sure if you had to sit in a wheelchair all day, exactly. I mean, I'm sure your ankles would be a little swollen too. Yeah, my ankles are swollen from being in Pittsburgh this weekend. So <laughs> that's because you drank too much bourbon. <laughs> I did. Holy shit. Did I drink? bourbon? Oh my, I went to I a bar you. that hasn't opened yet called Mr. Called Mr. Rogers. Oh, Mr. Rogers. oh, how profound. Yes. It's I in love a whole it. bunch of shit because Mr. Rogers neighborhood is like, I mean, it's like he, they're, they're trying to sue him. They put a cease and desist. Oh, really? Yeah. But he's like, it has nothing to do with that. It's not called Mr. Rogers neighborhood. It's called Mr. Rogers. That's all it is. Is he? Is his last name Rogers? I think so. I drank too much. Oh dear lord! Well, I, I mean, if his last name's Rogers, then he ha- definitely has a good sell. Otherwise, he's probably going to get sued. Right, but but it's M R dot Rogers, not M I S T E R with like the fancy swirl underneath. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, so yeah. Well, anyway, well, I mean, Mr. Rogers was from Pittsburgh, so you know. He was awesome. Oh, he was. I love his sweater. My mother talks about, we just talked about it this weekend with, uh, with, uh, my whole family was in, my father passed away last week and my whole family oh, was I'm in. Oh, I'm sorry. Town. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, 50 years they were married in 50 years. The day oh, we Oh my God. So what did you ask them? Like, what was the secret? Like, how does that happen? I always ask people that whenever they're married for that long. My father said 75, 75. That, so what does it. that even mean? It means that that you both can't give 50%, but you both have to give 150% because there's times where one of you can really only give seven, can only give, can only give 25, but the other person really has to buck it up to that other side. And as my told my brother, first off, and there's a huge amount of respect because my parents went through a lot of shit. My parent, my father was a teacher. My father had two masters and a doctorate. So, you know, the masters in education, he taught honors chemistry and physics in a Catholic girls high school in 1979. My father made $16,000. Oh my God. Are you serious? In a a Catholic high school. So no, maybe not 79. Let me think about it again. My brothers were born in four. So I believe it. I mean, my first year of teaching, I think I made like $32,000 a year. (laughs) And you were elementary ed. I was elementary and I have my master's degree. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I believe that my mother was a nurse. So my, my parents and they, their house they bought in 1976 was $55,000 in a very wealth, in a wealthier section of, of Philadelphia, 55. Wow. And, and wow, that's crazy. but my parents and they struggled because my father worked two jobs. My mother worked full time as a nurse. They raised four kids, two of them twins. Wow. Uh, and they they had a respect for each other. My father started a business oh, yeah. in the 80s that went sour during the during the recession. They never lost yeah. the house. I just remember my parents working their asses off. And I'll tell you right now, Aim, between you, me, and your husband, put everything in writing. And what I mean by writing okay. is write down your passwords, write down if you guys have a safety deposit box, because right now my brothers yeah. are acting like forensic accountants. Oh yeah. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure of it. That's what my, I just had this conversation with my dad. My dad made me the executor to his will. And I'm always like, dad, I don't want to talk about it. Cause he'll be like, aim if something happens. And I'm like, dad, nothing's going to happen. I don't want to talk about it. He's like, but you need to be prepared. But you know, at that time you think your parents are invincible and that nothing's going to happen to them. And you just don't even want to think about that. My father worked his ass off to get to the point that, that, well, I I mean, he didn't work his ass off to get to the point where he died, but he really did because he had cancer. But 
Yeah. My, my parents almost lost everything in the 80s during the recession. My father yeah. buried into a business and that's what it was. Yeah. And going through everything right now and I'm not going to discuss anything, but I'm super proud of my father. He worked Aww. his to get to the point where yeah. he is now, like to the point that there's no credit card debt. Like he paid That's the house awesome. off. Like he did all that shit. So my mother yeah. has that. And they had a cool relationship. It was, it was very 50, 50, 75, 75. They both paid bills. They didn't have a joint checking account. They just paid bills. My mother paid this, 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 and this. My father paid this, this, and this. Like it was yeah, just I think really- that's the key right there. I think not having a joint checking account, because if you think about it too, then like what holidays or birthdays, if you want to surprise somebody, it actually comes from, from you. It's not like it's coming from your joint account. Cause you know, say Matt buys me something that's ridiculously expensive. Then I'm like all stressed out about it. I'm like, man, why'd you spend that much money on me? But at least that way, it's like actually a surprise. It's from them. My ex-wife, we had, we had our account and she had her account. Obviously she's my ex-wife, but (laughs) that was the way that it worked. I mean, it was just that way. You know, there was no, I don't know. It was a weird, I learned a lot in the last 15 years. I'll tell you that about relationships. So Um, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you have, I'm still learning. So it's, you know, it's a work in progress. I'm pretty good now. I think I do well. It's about communication. Yeah. And, and just respect, like we both have different, you know, whatever, whatever. It's, It's cool. Yeah. It, and it's like we could, we, go, we could do a whole another podcast about relationships. Just Trust relationships. Me. I've been there. I've, I've been through the worst of them and the best of them. So <laughs> well, you look super happy. I love, and I um, loved meeting you guys that day. There was something about, yes, you I know that was cool. Well, you know, we're all cool people. So <laughs> yeah. No. Um, yeah, no, it was super fun. And it's, it's weird. Like sometimes you just meet somebody and you know, they're supposed to be a part of your life for probably forever. Like you're stuck with me forever. Um, we all just kind of meshed and we all are into the same type of things and we have similar personalities. So I think it just worked out. Well, it's funny because I mean, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say like talking to you. I mean, we've seen each other what one time and we talked on the phone last night. Like we were like old buddies from back in the day, you know, from back in Dom. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and what's funny is that, that Matt and I every now and then, We'll just kind of, text, you know, text each other. He'll be like, hey, brother, I'm in Philly. Do you have – I'm here for four hours. Can you grab a drink? Or I'll be like, hey, yeah, I'm yeah. heading down here. Are you around or something like that? And as he's gotten busier, you know, it, that that kind of changed a little bit. But he just hit me up like two weeks ago and was like, hey, I'm in Philly. Are you here? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not fucking here. I was in Pittsburgh actually. Right. <laughs> of and, course. <laughs> or L.A. or who knows. I'm 76,000 miles in the air this year. So that's crazy. Yeah. I, I do not miss those days. I, I, I remember that from traveling. I mean, I'm, I'm sure too. That's probably one of the reasons Matt liked me because like I got the traveling aspects because not everybody can deal with it. And God bless your girlfriend because yeah. it's hard. Like if you don't get it and you haven't done it, it's really freaking hard for people to understand what you go through. Well, the, the my, so my girlfriend now, the first time that we went out, I was telling her about this crazy trip that I was taking going up into Spokane, Washington and, and ride. And, and I, part of my contract, part of my appearance fee, I got a Harley for six days. So oh, I rode <laughs> from the Pacific Northwest from Spokane, Washington up oh. Northern Idaho, down into Missoula, Montana, Glacier National Park into Northern Idaho where we would, we did hot springs and all that stuff. Oh my God. Such a tough life. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell anybody. 
But, <laughs> but, but so I was telling her about this trip the first night that I went out and the net and, yeah. and I, and she's like, I love to travel. If you ever want a partner, let me know. And I was like, right. well then come with me. Oh she, my both, gosh. she called me the next morning. Are you, were you dead serious? Were you serious about that? And I'm like, I was 100% <laughs> serious. And so three weeks later, we had gone out. She loved you. <laughs> no, no, it was like three and a half. But okay. uh, no, she's she's an awesome human being. But she uh, she literally that was our first trip. That was the first trip that we really took was to on a Harley yeah. for like 700 miles. That that might be the best date ever. Let me tell you, I'm like <laughs> completely obsessed with Harley Davidson. So that's all my I actually have like a container on my counter that says Harley fund that I've been trying to save change to buy a Harley. I really want a sportster, but, uh, yeah. So that sounds like a dream, dream date to me. So it was awesome. And, but the, the weird yeah. thing is you want to talk about the building of a relationship with it. We rode, so we landed in Spokane, got picked up, okay. went directly to the hotel, dropped off our bags, took an Uber to the Harley dealership. We were, we were no in Spokane, Washington. I'm not kidding you for, for one hour. The room wasn't even wow. ready. We had to leave our bags they let us get changed in like a random room. Wow. So, so <laughs> we're just getting changed in rent. We drop our bags off at the front desk. I had a backpack. She had a couple little things. And that was it. This is, we've been together for like three weeks. And now we're Well, that right there shows that she's a keeper if she only had like two little things with her. Because when I travel, I travel in like multiple suitcases. <laughs> I have one Toomey suitcase that I can do. Like I took it to Pittsburgh this week. Yeah. And it can either be like a one day bag. Well, it's a two day. I have like a, a like a travel bag that I carry like a, like a, like a leather bag, but then I have a two right. that go two days or 14. What? One bag, That's one insane. bag as a Let tra- me tell, let me tell you, I was just, so my, my brother just got married and I went home. I was literally home in Pennsylvania for three days. And picture the biggest suitcase that you could possibly ever find. I had that plus three other little bags for three days. And, now were, and were the kids with you? Well, the kids were with me, but they had their own bags. Of course they do. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, and but you figure like working out, I work out every single day. So I had to bring right. workout clothes. I had to bring farm clothes because I knew I was going to my dad's farm to ride four-wheelers. Uh, I had to bring like going out clothes because, you know, you can't go home in your hometown and not look good because no, I'll no, see no. everybody from high school. Right. Um, and then I had casual clothes and wedding clothes. <laughs> God. I'm not, I, yeah. I, no, I had to like piece together a suit. To go to my father's <laughs> funeral. I swear to God, I did. And I wore an ascot. Oh, dear. I wore an ascot. Did you really? Oh, my Fuck. God. I love yes, it. I, I did. love it. Absolutely. I love it. There's no. I need to no. see pictures of this. <laughs> I do. I love an ascot. Because they never wear I love like, an ascot, too. I met years ago my ex wife. I met her grandfather. And he and I were talking about how people dress like shit all the time. I mean, think about it. Yes. Girls, you go, to, you go to a bar, and, and especially out in the Pittsburgh area. Anywhere yeah. across the country, the girls are dressed to the nines. We're talking heels. We're talking dress. We're talking accessories. We're talking hairs done, makeup's done. And there's yes. the boyfriend yes. in flip-flops, a pair of jeans, a T-shirt, and a baseball cap yeah. across the country. Yeah, it's super I mean, annoying. Yeah. But I travel with one bag, but I have 10 hats with me. Yeah. Well, uh, I know you're a hat dude. Yeah. Oh, I, I like hats too, actually. I like well, hats on guys and I like hats on myself. So. Well, I started to put a package together for you. So I have something for you that I'm sending up to you. 
Oh, no way. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. It's this little world of Duff that I live in in Duffified. So you'll have some spices and a couple oh, other funky things. Oh, I can't things. wait. I yeah, cannot awesome. wait. Okay. So, uh, so, so Flor, so where did the tattoos begin? Um, well, oh gosh. Well, the day I turned 18, I went and got my first tattoo, but of course it was like the super cheesy, like tattoo that you're not sure if it's a star or the sun or whatever. <laughs> um, and then I've always just kind of been obsessed with them. And, um, I had a couple of them before I met Matt. And then, <laughs> so this is a really funny story. Um, and I know that you can relate to this because we actually went to the same tattoo artist in Florida. Yeah. Um, I was doing a reality show about my, me and my family and they wanted me to get tattooed on the reality show. So we went to atomic, um, tattoos in Florida, which I know that it's, you Ybor go to city, also baby. Ybor city. Ybor city. Yeah. Love it. So which by the way, there. my tattoo guy in Ybor city is from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Are you serious? <laughs> Frank Scares, it's his name, and he's a super cool cat. Uh, he, I, I showed him a picture of something that I wanted, and I said, hey, why don't you you show me some of your line work? Send me some of it because it's all about line work. I mean, coloring and shading. Yes. Oh, definitely, together, definitely. That line work is massive. So I said, text me your stuff, and he sent me a, a text, and his phone number was 717. And I was like, I got a feeling about you. It so was meant ahead. to be. Yeah. So go yeah. ahead. So, um, yeah, so I think I actually know Frankie, to be honest with you, because like Tampa, like anywhere else is kind of a small, small yeah. world. But, um, and one of my best friends is a tat an amazing tattoo artist in Tampa. But anyway, um, so yeah, so I went and got like my first big tattoo for this reality show because they were going to pay for it. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to go all out. <laughs> Give me the and back. And from, and yeah, basically I just was like, do it up. And so I got my first big one, like on my arm and it was very visible. And so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to get a sleeve. And <laughs> everyone's like, you're crazy. I mean, it's one tattoo, Amy. I'm like, Nope, I'm getting a sleeve. So next thing you know, I have a sleeve. <laughs> so any, any regrets during the, during the process, when you were thinking to yourself, I'm getting a tattoo on TV. Um, no, not really, except for I was really, so my pants actually split while I was getting tattooed. So I was more concerned about people seeing my vagina than I was about right. getting the tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, cause I had, so they were filming me teaching a kickboxing class, like right before I got to the tattoo studio and, uh, I was walking, I put leather pants on and I was like kind of sweaty. So they were sticky. It was basically like a Ross Geller and friends episode. Yeah. And they were sticking to me and I got up into the tattoo chair and I went to sit down. I'm like, Oh shit. So the producer looks over at me and she's like, aim you're, you split your pants. And I look down and there's like my badge hanging out. Yeah, so, um, cool. so yeah, I had my legs crossed the entire time and I'm like, Oh, this is great. Everybody uh, on television is going to be able to see my vagina. <laughs> right. Just gonna have, they're going to have like yeah. a pixelated version like in between your legs when you're getting the tattoo. It's going to be like the little pixels right over top of your vagina. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> this is she my life. She must have this something crazy going life. on down there. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder why I'm so popular. <laughs> <laughs> so then, but yeah. I do have, you have a back piece as well? Do no, I, I? I don't. I, I just have a little one on my back. I just have, I, so I have a sleeve. And then I have my feet are done, my feet are done. And then I have, I'm starting a sleeve on my other arm. Um, so my, my family, we have like Blackfoot Indian in us. So I want to do like a whole like Native American sleeve. So, which I'm pretty sure is like anti 
you know, Native American, but whatever. <laughs> you could be Jewish and get in. I was with my buddy, uh, Chad Rosenthal, who's a chef this weekend, who is, who is Jewish, yeah. who is, who has a bunch of tattoos and is a phenomenal barbecue chef. So we always okay. talk about his mother, his poor Jewish mother, who's like, my son's got tattoos. He's cook. He cooks yeah. pork all day. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's my mom. She, every time she sees me, she's like, are you going to get more? And I'm like, mom, at this point, does it really even matter? And she's like, yes, it does, Amy. And then, so for my brother's wedding, she was like, how are you going to cover those up? I go, not. listen, mom, if somebody does, if somebody wants me to cover my tattoos up, then I do not want to be in their wedding. And I'm pretty right. sure my brother does not want me to cover my tattoos up. So right. you're the only one who gives a damn. <laughs> well, so what was the, what was the, I mean, uh, what was the, what was the reaction to Matt? Um, well, I think they thought it was just going through a phase <laughs> because, so I bring him home one day, um, and he has a mohawk. He has like these huge gauges in his ears. And of course he's tattooed and everyone, I just walked in. I didn't even say anything. I didn't say like, Hey, this is my new boyfriend. I just walked in and I think everyone was just like, uh, she'll get over it. And then, uh, Three months later, we get engaged and I find out I'm pregnant and oh. my parents are just kind of like, well, I guess he's going to stick around for a while. So, I mean, my parents are pr like my dad's super cool about stuff. He doesn't give a damn about anything. My mom, you know, she's pretty religious and conservative. So she was a little more like, what the hell are you thinking? <laughs> but, um, but so, I mean, they love him now. I mean, obviously. So, of course. So Catholic or what religion? Yes. Catholic. Catholic. Okay. Very, right. very, very Catholic. I would not consider myself Catholic any longer, but my family, they are all extremely Catholic. My father had seven priests on the altar for his funeral. Oh my gosh. Okay. Both so maybe not that Catholic. <laughs> both my parents, Eucharistic ministers. My father taught in Catholic okay. education for 26 years. My sister is yeah. a Eucharistic minister. My brother is Buddhist. My other brother is Lutheran. Oh and I go to church for Christmas and Easter. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. And, and three well, you, of us are You probably three feel of us more often than I do. Three of us yeah. are divorced. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's right. My, I mean, my mom and my dad are divorced. So I'm like, you know what? You know, you do you and I'll do me. Yeah. <laughs> we will believe in what we want to believe in. And I am a good person. I do what's right. And that's all that matters. So it's all that matters. That's all. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's fun. So, yeah. so now what's, so what's going on now? So the store, what, where did, I, I mean, you know, when I first saw the store, I'll be honest, I thought this, this chick has got to be bored. <laughs> because she's got um, three yeah, kids. Of. Her husband travels yeah. all over the world. You travel all the time as well. Three kids, yeah. two dogs, just moved to Connecticut from super hot fucking Florida, hell, Tampa. And yes. now you're in Connecticut. So where did where where did Basil Rose come from? Well, I mean, we moved here and this was like the first time in my life that I really hadn't worked. Um, cause I, I went back to teaching school after I got done with all the modeling stuff because obviously now I had kids and I needed a, a schedule. I couldn't be traveling. So I went back to teaching school. Um, and then I taught fitness classes also. So I've always had like multiple jobs and I was busting my butt. I had a studio in Florida. So I was used to being crazy busy nonstop when we move up here and life just completely slowed down. Like Matt's gone all the time. So I'm home with the kids, which is awesome. I mean, I love being home with the kids, but you know, for somebody who's really creative, which I know that you 
can understand. I was just going crazy. I'm like, what, what the hell? I, I got to figure something out. So I was like, I got a couple job offers from friends here in town. Like, Hey, if you want to work part time for me. And, but my thing is like, I've always wanted to own my own business. Um, I wanted to have a say in something. I wanted to be able to be creative. So, you know, one day I was just, I was out with one of my girlfriends and we were driving through town. We had brunch and we both kind of looked at each other and we were like, we really need a boutique in this town. There is nowhere to go shopping. And uh, so I looked at her and I go, I'm opening a boutique. Done. And she was like, seriously, Amy, you should do it. Cause you know, I've been styling Matt for the past five years and I've always had good feedback. Like, Oh, you have a great eye for fashion and style. And so um, she was like, Amy, no, seriously, you should do it. So she kept texting me like, Amy, get on this. Like if anybody's going to do it, I know it, it will be you. So I like out of nowhere, I found these women's development courses and I went to one of them and I got like super, super inspired. <laughs> and nice. I was just talking to other women, you know, that are like already business owners are going to become business owners. And I came home that night and just started writing up a business plan. And next thing you know, I handed it to Matt and I was like, I know you're not going to believe in this and you think I'm crazy because I am, but I'm doing this. And he looked at me and he was like, no, you're not. <laughs> and yeah. I said, yes, I am. And I said, I will get my own, you know, financing for it. I'm not going to take anything out of our family's, you know, bank accounts or anything like that. Like I will have it paid back within a year. And I, within three months I had the store open and I've already made back. I've, I've had the store open for a month now and I've made back every bit, every penny that I put into it. That's awesome. So, That's awesome. Well, and I loved I lo within a month, everything was paid back. Yeah. Is that what you said? Everything. Wow. Yeah. I loved the, uh, <laughs> the local, like the local news story that you had posted. Oh yeah. The guy, yeah. the guy didn't know what to do. It was so funny because he didn't know what to do. He's like, because he kept referencing like the tattoos and you wouldn't expect this and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah. dude, just shut up and talk about the store for a couple minutes. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. Like, okay. So he, he, he actually knows me pretty well. And oh, yeah. he knows that I'm like a total lunatic and because I, I do CrossFit with him. And I think everybody is just like, do you stop? Like you, you don't, you just don't stop. No. And that's just me. Like it's, it's organized chaos. Like I'm OCD. My house is always spotless. Like I'm super organized, but at the same time, my life is total and complete chaos. I mean, just totally, but it, it's like, it's great. This is, this is when I do my best is whenever things are busy and chaotic because when I'm just sitting around doing nothing, that's when I, I, I go crazy. I let my mind wander and I just go nuts. Well, so, people um, say that they say it to me as well. First off, if I took a picture of my desk right now, you'd probably vomit. I'm just going to let you I know. I probably would. Because it, yeah, it's I probably wouldn't be your friend anymore. <laughs> it's oh my god, you would never be my friend. There, you would not be my <laughs> friend. But and people say it to me all the time. Like you have to like, yeah, look, I hate to say it. People said it to me for my for my father's funeral. My father passed away on Saturday the 14th, and I and I had an appearance that night that I had to do. I was I was I was contracted yeah. to be somewhere, and I and I looked at my mother, and I said, "Mom, I I'm I'm going to make the call. I'm going to cancel for tonight." And uh, my mother looked at me, and she's like, "What do you mean you're going to cancel? You 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 love doing that stuff. Why are you going to cancel? Your yeah. father would have you know your father knew what you like to do. So my father passed away at one o'clock, six o'clock that night. I'm on stage." Like yeah. with, with G love, you know, like we're doing yeah. the whole thing together and people always say like, slow down. But when you slow down, that's when you get in trouble. That's when you get bored. That's you when, do. That's I when do. you start doing I, stupid absolutely. shit. Absolutely. 
absolutely. Like at night when I get home from work, if I'm just sitting, cause that's the one thing Max always like, you never sit down, you never just relax. I'm like, you have to understand if I'm relaxing, it's because I'm sleeping. Like you only live one time. I'm going to make the bo- the best of every minute of my life. You have forever to sleep when you're dead. So right now, if I'm sleeping, it's only because I absolutely have to refuel my body and so that I can get up tomorrow and kick ass. Like and that's my goal in life is to just kick ass. <laughs> and what's your, I mean, what's your sleep? Are you a five hour I, night person or are you an eight? Oh no, no, I sleep. I get eight hours of sleep a night. Like I make a point. I mean, I have to with my schedule, you know, cause I'm like, I do crazy workouts. I'm taking the kids to school half the time. It's just me with all three kids running them to school, picking them up, doing all their lunches and everything. So, you know, and then work that I work, I'm really the only person that works at my store right now. I have two girls that like work part time, but I mean, if I don't sleep eight hours, I am a bear. Like you do not want to be around me. <laughs> I think, I so, think the drive to school is probably my most favorite part of the day. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> fucking awesome. It does. It was, it was 49 degrees this morning. The top was off yeah. of my Jeep. My daughter oh, gets nice. in the car and I drive, I drive my, my oldest daughter to school every morning that I'm home. We get yeah. in the car and she looks at me and she's like, you couldn't put the top on last night. <laughs> and I said, I put the hard top on. Like I drove home from Pittsburgh. I put the hard top on as soon as I got here. I scrubbed it down. I washed it. I did it all. And then we just sit right. there and it could be a little bit of music or, you know, joking yeah. around or, but there's, and if there's mornings, we don't even speak to each other. It's just a little bit of music, yeah. but my, my 16 yeah. year old daughter who will be 17 in February still gives me a kiss on the cheek before she gets out of the car. Aww. I tell her that I love her no matter what and have a wonderful yep. day. And I've had great yep. conversations like, Em, have a great day. And she's like, I'm going to have a horrible day today. Like, because she's 16, <laughs> you know, that's just the way it works. Yeah, that's how they work. That is. And and you know what the, the cutest damn thing, and, and I might have a tear in my eye, before she goes to bed, she says, Dad, can you drive me to school in the morning? Like, Aww. I've done it for fucking four years. Yes, I'm going to drive. Yeah, yeah like, I can't yeah. wait. And I always say, yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> you know, but I FaceTime Keep on her. her toes. Yeah, but I FaceTime her when I my oldest my youngest daughter. I, you know, people say what what about Fiona? But Fiona doesn't answer her phone. You know, Fiona yeah. sleeps. Oh, until trust five me, I have minutes. one of those too. Yeah, yeah. She, before she's got to get on the bus. But with M, I FaceTime her at six a.m. Look, if I'm in L.A., that's a three a.m. phone call. Yeah. You know, if I'm in Denver, that's a four a.m. phone call. And right, it's right. you know sometimes it's just when you're getting home. But uh, I, I've actually FaceTimed from the club. Which is scary. <laughs> They're I was like, in, why are those girls dancing like that behind you? <laughs> oh my god, I was in I was in, in Vegas in March and, and all of us have kids. So we're yeah. all facing kids on the East Coast from the double down saloon in Vegas, which is one of the best dive bars in the country. Like full on <laughs> yes, or crazy fucking place doing shots of ass juice. And and we all stop <laughs> we all look at each other like, yo, man, I gotta call my kids, I gotta get on the bus in a minute. <laughs> like 4 a.m. But yeah, that's those are the so no matter how much we work, it's those little tiny bits. It really is. It's it's amazing. And like this morning, Lola, our youngest, our three-year-old, she is absolutely insane. Like I cannot even explain to you how insane this child is. She said something off the wall, and my son Cash, who's nine, looked at me and he goes, Mom, I hope Lola never loses her sense of imagination. Oh, that's awesome. And I'm like, who are you, kid? Like, who, what nine-year-old even says that? <laughs> so what's the age? The age So I have a 
three-year-old, a seven-year-old, Lennon is my middle, and then Cash is my oldest, he's nine. And they're just like totally opposite personalities, all three of them. And it's yeah. just, it's so much fun. Like they're just, uh, they're amazing. They're amazing kids. And, you know, we just, it's fun. I, I don't know. I can't imagine not. I never actually wanted to have kids before I met Matt. Like I was anti-kids. I was anti-getting married, period. Sorry. And now like I can't even imagine my life without kids. I mean, I would have four more if I could, but I'm old as Slow down. fuck. So it's <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> Sounds great. Sounds great. So you got to put a diaper on again. <laughs> Well, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I well, now I'm just waiting for my brothers to have two, kids. So. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. and, and what, I mean, do you, what are your, you know, I was scared shitless. I was scared shitless of having girls and because look, yeah. I, I dated and, and I was, you know, I mean, I was a chef and I was out late and I was boozing and I was having fun and I was hooking up and I was yeah. you know, doing all that stuff. And, and, and God laughed at me. And was like, here you go, well, dude. Yeah. Take these two. Yeah, exactly. You always get paid back. Everything comes full circle. So yeah. every bad thing that you ever did to a girl or how you treated a girl, you're going to experience that now with your girl. So you're going to have to, but you're going to deal with it from the other end and be like, oh shit. Like, you know, I should have been nicer. <laughs> and same with me for my, my kids. Like <laughs> I was a two brat. Boys. Like I was such an emo kid in high school. I mean, I remember when I was, I think I was in 10th grade. I took my mom had just wallpapered my walls. I took a black Sharpie. It was right after Kurt Cobain died. And I was like obsessed with Nirvana. Sure. And I wrote fly with the birds and black Sharpie because I don't know. I thought that was cool to put. And I put Kurt Cobain's day of birth and death. And then I wrote, I hate my mom, all of my walls <laughs> in black Sharpie. Yeah. I'm like, what, what, like, who the hell was I? I was such an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I, see, I skipped the, and, they, my girls skipped the asshole stage. Really? Well, that's because it's you. You're a man. Like my girls will probably yeah. be awesome to my husband, but whenever it comes to me, I guarantee I'm going to get paid back. I'm expecting the black Sharpie marker on the wall. Like on the wall. my mom, I wish she was dead. Yeah. Yeah. But now it'll be on Facebook. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You know, or something so else that by that point, who knows what will be. Yeah. It'll be skywriting. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there will definitely be skywriting. Like my yeah. mom is awful and I hate her. <laughs> it'll, and it'll be the one like over the Jersey shore, you know, that goes like yeah. from ocean city to Atlantic city. That whole, <laughs> yes. uh, I mean, what are, or like, I mean, look, I'll get, what, what are, what concerns do you have for your kids in the next 10 years? Oh gosh. I mean, I know I that's mean, a big, huge not question. Be, not being criminals. No. <laughs> sure. Um, on, honestly, like, our hardest thing is just keeping them balanced because of, you know, Matt's schedule is so insane. So my, my kids are really emotional. They, you know, they cry. Somebody cries at least once a day. Like I miss daddy. Um, so just keeping them like grounded and understanding, you know, the fact that he's traveling and then, you know, I go and open a business and now I'm gone all the time. So I just want to make sure that, you know, that they're loved and that they treat other people with respect. And that's just the big thing for me is just like respect is huge. Cause you know, we, we, I've had kids come over and have play dates and their kids are fucking kids are assholes. Like they're just, they're, assholes. they're assholes. Absolutely. Ugh. So I just want to make sure my kids aren't assholes and that they treat people with respect and that they're just good human beings and that they're smart and they read. <laughs> my, my, I'm at, we're in like the drug date rape. Oh yeah. Alcohol thing. And, and my daughter went yeah. to a concert and I can't believe I did this. So 
I'm super, super open with my girls. I discuss almost everything. You know, Emily comes home from a party and I'm like, what were you drinking? And she's like, nothing. And I'm like, don't bullshit me. Like, I know. She said, well, I was drinking vodka. And I'm like, okay, cool. Now let's have a conversation. What were you drinking it with? She's like, nothing straight. And I'm like, you an asshole? I'm like, from now on, take a bottle of, of cranberry juice and just pop it in your purse. You know, well, and, and here's the thing. If you're straight with them and you because they're going to do it regardless, if you're like, oh, you're grounded, it doesn't matter because they're still going to freaking do it. You yeah. have, that's why, it's, in my opinion, what you're doing is the best. I mean, I'm not there yet. I'm not to that point right now. Yeah. I'm just like, don't be an asshole. But, right. um, you know, as long as you're upfront with them and you're like, OK, if you're going to have sex because you're going to find a way to have sex regardless. I'm at least use protection. I'm up right now. You know? I'm literally well, yeah, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, how old were you when you first had sex? Don't, I'm not, that's, we're breaking up, Aim. I'm having a hard time hearing you. I can't hear anything you're saying. That's all I'm going right to say. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I, but you know what, in my world is, in my world with my girls is, is super cool because we have a rule. If a boy makes you cry, other than he's giving you flowers, run away. Run away because it's, <laughs> it's it. going to be different. It's go, it's not going to change. If he's an asshole to you right now, it's not like all of a sudden there's going to be an epiphany and he's going to wake up. He's an asshole. So, and not yeah. only that, you're 16 years old. You don't need to deal with an asshole. And this isn't no, about sex. If you're dealing with anything. assholes now. Can you imagine the level of assholeness you're going to deal with later? <laughs> and not only that, but I have fucked up relationships for them for the rest of their lives because because yeah. I'm super. And I mean that in a, in a respectful, fun way. Yeah. Like I had right. <laughs> fucking awesome. I drove my girls. I try to pick up and, and drop off whenever I can, if I can. It's a, it's very okay. important. And any parent who's right. out there, I That's suggest yeah. that you pick up and drop off and all the kids right. get in the car. And, and when they're 14, 15, 16, they all get in the car and I turn the light on and I'm like, who's been drinking? And they all kind of freak out for a second. And I'm like, no, I'm serious. Who's been drinking? Because if you've been drinking and you're not by a window and you throw up in my car, then I'm going to fucking kill you. Okay. (laughs) You can throw up out the window. You can tell me we can open that door as fast as possible. And then I go into the conversations of, hey, be careful, you know, roofies and make sure you're getting your drink from the person. Don't wait around. And if you're going to smoke weed, like bring your own or know the person you're with, whatever it is. And I had a woman who called me. This was a year ago. Oh, <laughs> and the woman calls me and it was one of my daughter's friend's mothers. And okay. she said, I just want I think to thank I know you. where this is going. Yeah. yeah. She said, I just want to thank you for driving the kids and blah, blah, blah. She said, but I'm very uncomfortable with how aggressive you are with the stuff with talking about alcohol and the other stuff. And, and the whole time she's talking to me, all I can think about is the fact that I know that her daughter gave a kid a blowjob in a movie theater three weeks before. <laughs> So guess what? Oh my God, Open- you should have totally called her out on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, but that's. That would have been like, me. I would have been like, well, listen. <laughs> seriously, maybe it's time for your daughter to get some knee pads, mom, because shit's going down. <laughs> you might want to clean her own mouth a little bit. <laughs> oh, uh, tissues when you go out, darling. Uh, no, Emily, Emily called me a couple of weeks ago and she's like, dad, 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 the, the, the party got busted. And I'm like, what? Why are you with? She's like, I'm outside the house. The party got busted. And I'm like, where are you? Pick me up. Well, we have a code word too. a code word, which if she texts me that code word, that means I'm in trouble or I need help and like send me the location and I'll be there. No questions asked. No questions asked whatsoever because their kids need to have that. She's used it twice. 
she's talked to me like two days later. Hey, dad, you know, Friday night you picked me up. I just want to let you know, like everybody was smoking weed and I was super uncomfortable. Cool. Great. I didn't ask any questions. I get in the, she gets in the car and I say, are you cool? But so she's talking to me. I'm like, where are you? She's like, I'm behind the tree. And I'm like, what do you mean you're behind the tree? I'm like, why are you talking to me right now? Are the cops still there? She's like, yeah. I'm like, how did you get out of the house? She's like, I went out the back window. I was like, all right, cool. Let me know when you're safe. She's like, I already called an Uber. Like, done. You're like, that's my girl. <laughs> didn't get busted. And we're good. So, yeah. You know, good world. That's a good world. But, but I think that we as parents who are a little bit more aggressive, who have seen the world, who have done certain things, and we don't look like normal parents. I mean, I pull up to the PTA meetings and I'm on a Harley and I've got tattoos and I don't look like the guy next to me. You know? Oh, yeah. And, Trust and me. Not, I mean, I live I'm in not, Pleasantville here, so I get it. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it up there, though. But so conservative. I, I love I. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. But I definitely, I mean, I think I'm the only female in town that is heavily tattooed. Like I am it. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So around the world, so you've traveled everywhere. Where's your favorite place? And that's a tough one. That's what you're worried about for the next 10 years. Honestly, I think my favorite place I've ever been would have to be San Francisco. Like I'm totally in love with San Francisco. I love it. I, I just, I don't know. There's something about it. Like I'd wake up and walk outside in the morning and it, it smells different. It feels yeah. different. You yeah. can go to the mountains, you can go wine tasting, you can go to like hipster areas, you can find good shopping, you can go to nice restaurants. I don't know. I just, there's something about that city that I absolutely love. The energy is amazing. So that, I, I'd say that's one of my favorite, favorite places. Next time you're um, out, Thanh Long, T-H-A-N-H, Long, L-O-N-G-H. Okay. And it is, uh, okay. you get the roasted crab. It's a roasted Dungeness crab and the garlic noodles. Okay. And it's Ooh, a Chinese restaurant, but it's funny. Like you walk in and there's fried rice on the table and there's there's an egg roll and all that. But then every single table has a roasted crab and garlic noodles on the table. Oh, it's, that it's so good. It's it's beautiful. I mean, and San Francisco is awesome. Don't get me wrong. Like, let's go do all the cool shit. Let's sit by the water. Let's go downtown. Let's yeah. sit at, you know, wharf and all the other shit. But Go to Than Long. It's on the side of a hill. It's awesome. Okay. I'll send I you the picture. I definitely up. have to check that out. Definitely. Uh-huh. For sure. So now cooking at home, what do you do? I mean, you're cooking um, for, for well, nine, seven, and three. So it's not like you're being super creative, but you have to be to get kids well, to I eat. Well, I mean, meat. like yesterday, yesterday I made coconut curry chicken and I, I do a lot of stuff like in the crock pot in the mornings when I have to go to work. So I'll try to put stuff in the crock pot or I'll get home and I just have to plan everything out ahead of time. I mean, it's, it's, I have a menu like I have, cause I have OCD, like we've talked about. Um, gotcha. I'm very open about that. So I have a chalkboard like in my pantry where I write the menu for the week down and I just try to like kind of go by that. But of course, you know, you got to go with the flow and there's some nights I come home and I'm like, screw it. You guys are getting cereal. Mom of the year. You're having cereal for dinner. I don't feel like breakfast for <laughs> breakfast for dinner. Yeah. Hell yeah. Eggs and pancakes. So, um, yeah. But I mean, I'm also like a fitness fanatic and I try to eat really clean. So sometimes I'll just make myself something super boring, like chicken and veggies and I'll make them something different. But we do a lot of sloppy joes. Um, we do a lot of meatloaf. We're meat lovers in this house. So anything with meat, we're good to go. Last night's dinner in my house, I'm not kidding you, was bratwurst with cheddar in them because I got them at a festival. Oh, uh, sausage and peppers good. that I made on Sunday and chicken turkey meatballs that I made on Sunday. And and my and my daughter and I just sat and we watched uh, – what the hell did she make me watch last night on Netflix? 
I don't know, like Stranger Things again. No, uh, American, uh, Horror, American Horror one- Story. Oh, okay. I was going to say the new Stranger Things uh, series comes out tomorrow, the yeah. second second season. So. But they said no, today, 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 today. They said it's not, they're not going past season two because the writers were like, there's nothing more really that we can write. Oh, that's disappointing. I don't know. I love that show. It's so good. Did, did you see Big Little Lies? No, I haven't. No. On HBO, it's a one season series. I don't think okay. they call it a series. Nicole Kidman, Reese okay. Witherspoon. And they're okay. all in this like little – who's the girl? Jennifer Lawrence? No, not Jennifer Lawrence. Who was the girl from Divergent, those movies? Divergent? Yeah, she looks um, kind of plain, kind of normal. I can't remember. She was the one, the girl in the movie uh, – she had cancer and her boyfriend had cancer and he smoked. Oh, but he, um, Emma Watson? No. Nah, I don't know. Well, it's oh, her. shit. I don't it's remember. Her. We're not okay. here to plug her. We're not going to plug her all day. So okay, <laughs> she's but, too normal for us. <laughs> and 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 all you know is that somebody dies at the end, really? and it's the whole lead up to that that in reality murder. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to definitely have to. I'm I'm in the middle of Ozark right now. I've been watching. Holy Ozark shit! Are you night. kidding me with yeah. him? How unbelievable is he? It is so freaking good. I'm only on episode four right now, so I'm trying to I'm trying to catch up a little bit, but it's really good. What great casting with him and her. Yes. Yes, definitely. And the kids are kind of cool. Like it's, that's a fucked up world. He's building the church. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't tell me anything. I'm only on episode four. So. Oh, okay. I, There's he just no bought the strip club. I just got to the point where he bought the strip club. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have you seen Shameless? I didn't know anything about a church, so you better chill out here. <laughs> all right. All right. Have you seen Shameless? Um, yes, Shameless is my favorite show of all time. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm completely done with that right now until the all new right. season. So, Shit's Creek. N- no. Okay, Eugene Levy from American Pie. Okay. Dan Levy, yeah. his son. Sarah Levy, his daughter. And Catherine oh O'Hara. It is wow. about a, a bunch of million. He's a millionaire. And okay. the IRS takes everything. The IRS takes everything from him except oh, okay. leave, leave him with a little bit of money and a town that he bought as a joke for his son's 16th birthday called Schitt's Creek. S-C-H-I-T. Oh, my gosh. Ready? The mayor of Schitt's Creek is Chris Elliott. And his name no. is his name <laughs> is Roland Shit. His wife's name is Jocelyn Shit. The father's Wait, name. Is this a joke? No, it's fucking awesome. The really? Dynamic, okay, so I'm going to have to I'll have to try that one. The dynamic between Eugene Levy and Dan Levy is it, – it, it's comedic genius. Really? Because he's kind of like – he's kind of emo-y in an L.A. way, but he's bisexual. And there's like one scene where he hooks up with somebody, with a woman, and she's like, you know, I really like Chardonnay. And you seem to like Merlot. Do you ever mix Chardonnay and Merlot together or is it strictly Merlot and Merlot? And he's like, well, I'm kind of, it was, it, it's just a great, it's a, it's a good kind of funny feel good show. Okay. So, yeah. I'll have to watch that one. I haven't seen that. So. And if you want to sum it all up and you want to watch something in this negative world that we live in, where the only thing that we ever discuss is sexual harassment, Trump and Hillary Clinton, watch this is us. This is a, oh, I know everybody keeps saying that, but I, I heard it's like so sad that I don't know if I can do it because Look, I'm one it, of those people. If I like start crying, I just won't stop. And it's like ugly cry. You don't want to be around me. So, it, but it's, it's, it's feel good. And I don't think that okay. there's, 
myself feel good for me at least because I, you know, I stand in an airport right. and people bitch and moan because the plane is three minutes late or because they, you know, because yes. first class is there's too many people and you can't get your suitcase. Right. And I'm like, oh, and you're like God. in the grand scheme of things, people, this is nothing like get a grip on yourself. How about, how about <laughs> the fact that we're flying through the air with thousands of pounds of flammable <laughs> fuel and we're in a tin box. What about that? Yeah. You're not yeah, going to pay attention exactly. to the marvel of the fact that we just got off the ground, <laughs> but you're pissed but off. No, because it's, it's, it's not, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't benefit them in any way for them to have to sit in the back of the plane. <laughs> it's, oh, what a crazy world. Okay. Yeah. We so. are an hour and nine minutes into this and uh, you have okay. a life and I have to I do actually have to go to, I actually have to leave for work here in about two minutes. So, okay. um, so there is, there is a gentleman standing beside me that would like to say hello to you if that's okay. Please. Okay, hold on one second. Yeah. The actress you were looking for is Shailene Woodley. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> I walked in right at that point in the conversation, and she was doing her best to ignore me. You got to get I... me on your podcast one of these days. She's been peacocking around the house for like two days, going, <laughs> I'm doing Jeff Duffy's podcast, and you can't even get together with lunch. For... So uh, I'll have to call in one of these days. Honestly, I thought that she was going to put cash on. Oh, he'd have been way more exciting than me. I had no idea he was going to be you know, being productive. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so the door, sorry. So. so sorry we couldn't meet up in Philly, man. Uh, it was a it was a weird Quite week. Quite all right, man. So. Yes, totally understandable. But I did, however, have a have an amazing time at Chickies and Pete's. Dude, what a great place! They and you know what's they do yeah. all for the Eagles, man, and they just totally crush it, like out of the park. They do great stuff. Yeah, it was fantastic. The Eagles were out of town that day, so my buddy and I sat there and uh, watched about every other football game, and were completely gluttonous and ate crab fries and. And, you, and the craft beer selection that Philly had to offer. And then, yeah. uh, then our flight got canceled out of Philly and we had to drive back to Connecticut anyway. <laughs> what a um, day off. Dude, we're crushing it this season. We're not Steelers. Yeah. yeah you got a legitimate. Yeah. We're not the Steelers. Yeah. That's all right. I, did, you I, did, I went to a Penn's game the other night though. Had a great time. Did you? They beat the Oilers. Very good. Awesome game. Awesome game. Like, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't yeah. That, that's the, that arena the atmosphere is unbelievable. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was a great time. So, but no, we got, we have to get you on, dude. I'd love to talk to you when you, you know, it's one hour. You just saw how much fun Amy had. Yeah, she, I caught the tail end of it. So she's, she's smiling and she's leaving for work happy before I can ruin it. So good. I will, I'll give you back to her, man. I just want to say, Hey, all right. Cheers, brother. Take care. Dude. All right, Jeff. Man. Hey man. All right. So we have one minute left because your husband took one minute okay. out of time. So how do we get in touch with okay. you and give me all the goodness? Okay, so if you want to get in touch with me, I'm located at 71 South Main Street in Newtown, Connecticut. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Basil Rose Boutique, Facebook at Basil Rose Boutique, Twitter is BRB Newtown. I will tell you, I am not very proficient at Twitter, but I try my best. And uh, my website is www.basilroseboutique.com. I am currently working on doing online ordering where you'll be able to order from my website, but it's not up and running as of just yet. The website's there, but you can't order just yet. So I got it. I love the website. And, yeah. Super, super oh, friendly, super easy to walk through, super easy to navigate. Yeah. I love the story and the whole nine yards. So all right. oh, good. Well, good. Yeah. One of my good friends did it. So she did it. She did a pretty kick-ass job. So awesome. Well, Hey, thank you so much. I, I love talking to you. And this is, like I said last night, this is the show. It's just kind of talking and bullshitting and all the fun stuff. So thank you so much. Well, I love it. Thank you so much. And it was comfortable and I love you and uh, thanks for having me. 
I told you. I told you. I 100% told you guys prior to that interview how fucking awesome that chick is. Um, we uh, that, that was a conversation and a half right there, man. I don't think you can get much more uh, more raw and straightforward than that one. Um, I, I, I did notice one thing that we kept – we kept referencing Matt and, and the other stuff. So, so you guys know, uh, uh, Amy's husband is Corey Graves who hopped on at the end. So Corey, thanks. so Corey, Matt, thanks so much for hopping on there. I really appreciate it. And, uh, uh, everybody's good. So, so, Hey guys, this was, this is an hour and a half long podcast again. Um, I want to thank Amy so much, uh, for hopping on with me in the middle of a morning after getting the kids off to school and you got to run over and open the store and all that stuff. Um, I really, really appreciate it. Um, guys do me a favor, go to, um, the, go to basilroseboutique.com, hop onto Instagram, check out their stuff at Basil Rose Boutique, um, support just a super cool, badass chick across the board with everything. Um, I want to personally thank you guys for allowing me to talk your ears off for an hour and a half. I want to thank you guys for allowing me to share all the shit that I share. This show is not just about hospitality and food. It's about real people that I enjoy meeting and interacting with and talking with and communicating with. And these are people that I just think that you guys might enjoy. So I hope you all uh, appreciate the time that we spent. Um, I want to thank everybody that I have to thank really quick. Maggie Gagliardi, the unbelievably talented and beautiful artist who does all of our illustrations. I want to thank uh, Michelle out at Techno Solutions for all the hard work that she does to keep the sites up to date and, 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 and kind of tell me what to do, what I'm missing, what I don't have. Uh, Jerry and Jason from uh, RadioInfluence.com, the amount of quality podcasts that these guys produce is just unmatched. Check out some of their stuff. Go to RadioInfluence.com. Uh, subscribe to some of the great podcasts that these guys put out with some really, really quality individuals. Um, you know, if it wasn't for uh, Jerry every Thursday night saying, okay, great podcast. Can you please send me notes on the show? And then I've texted them to him. I have emailed them back to him. Um, these guys are just super – helpful and they make this whole process of what was a, a negative world prior to getting involved with them just super fucking easy so uh, talk to these guys check them out support them do every bit of it that's all i have to say you guys are fucking awesome i'm out didn't get duffified enough follow chef brian duffy on facebook and on twitter at chef b-r-i-d-u-f-f Look for the blue verified checkmark to get exclusive content and to see what's coming up on next week's show. This has been Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence. When you are looking for the latest news and notes going on in the world of mixed martial arts, the MMA Report podcast is the place to come. News from the UFC, Bellator, World Series of Fighting, and so much more. And also we'll have interviews with some of your favorite fighters. The MMA Report podcast can be found on RadioInfluence.com, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and SoundCloud.